Hello, this is your Polycast for Tuesday, May 19th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, what the legislature wants to do when it comes back, and more businesses cautiously open. Governor Tim Walz and top legislative leaders are looking ahead to a likely special session next month to address some of the issues that were unresolved during the regular session that ended yesterday. They say the COVID-19 pandemic had an enormous impact on what they were able to accomplish this year. Tim Pugmire has more. Governor Walz said it was an unusual end to an unusual session, one that changed dramatically after the health crisis hit. Wall said he got some of the things he wanted, including an affordable insulin program and raising the age to buy tobacco to 21. But other big priorities, including a bonding bill to fund public works projects, failed to cross the finish line. That takes collaboration. That takes takes, uh, bipartisan and uh, bicameral uh, cooperation, so we know we have work to do. Neither the House nor Senate could get the bipartisan support needed to pass a public works bill on the final weekend. Walls wanted a $2 billion bill. He acknowledged that he called Senate Democrats Sunday and asked them to vote against the $998 million bill offered by Senate Republicans because he felt it was inadequate. It's a shame, um, but I will not give up. We go around roadblocks. We figure out ways to get there. House Republicans voted against the bigger public works bill because of concerns about its size, as well as concerns about the governor's ongoing use of emergency powers. Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said he thinks a bonding bill can still pass when lawmakers return next month. The special session will happen automatically if Walls extends a peacetime emergency that runs out on June 12th. Gazelka said he thinks part of the problem in the regular session came from negotiating remotely due to COVID-19 concerns. We did have one meeting where the four leaders got together uh, yesterday, so that was that that was a breakthrough because you're you're you can see and hear and listen and feel what each of the the four people think and and without that on a regular basis it just made it harder another issue left up in the air was the resolution of state employee contracts for 50,000 workers the DFL house approved the agreements but senate republicans voted to prevent a second year pay raise from taking effect the walls administration is studying the outcome and trying to determine whether votes in both the House and Senate mean that legally the contract should be considered ratified. Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner Myron Fran said lawmakers are not allowed to modify negotiated contracts. Gazelka disagrees. In our mind, that that would be an overreach of power, Uh, but we really want to come together and work on it in a bipartisan way, a way that that's fair, give them last year's raise, but not this year's raise. Despite the rocky ending, DFL House Speaker Melissa Hortman said lawmakers worked well together across party lines to pass the state's initial responses to COVID-19 issues. She said that spirit fizzled later. She's also counting on finishing work on several issues in a special session. Hortman said the health crisis struck at a critical time in the session, 
but she's proud of how the legislature was able to adapt. We moved from being an in-person legislature to a fully online and remote functioning legislature in a very short period of time, faster than the U.S. Congress and faster than most legislatures around the country. Lawmakers had until midnight last night to pass bills. The House gathered again today to hear retirement speeches from departing representatives. The Senate had planned to have an outdoor gathering for its retirement speeches but decided to wait until the special session. I'm Tim Pugmire, NPR News. Today is the start of a two-week candidate filing period for Minnesota's 2020 elections. Brian Baxt reports. All 201 seats in the state legislature, a U.S. Senate race, and eight congressional contests are among the offices at stake in November. That's in addition to the presidential contest and a range of municipal offices. Some state races could feature August primaries to determine party nominees. Candidate filing opens under changed conditions to account for the coronavirus pandemic. Major party candidates are permitted to file in person, by mail, or electronically. Candidates who show up to file at the Secretary of State's office are being advised about social distancing and encouraged to wear face coverings. Minor party hopefuls will be allowed to collect electronic signatures for ballot petitions. That's new under a temporary law change. The filing period runs until June 2nd. I'm Brian Baxt. Some Minnesota businesses are opening their doors to customers this week for the first time in about two months. Non-essential businesses were shut down in March by Governor Walls to limit the spread of COVID-19. That order expired effective yesterday, allowing retailers, but not bars or restaurants, to open with restrictions. John Collins has a story about how it went. Jack Stone says it was an unusually busy Monday at Stone Harbor Wilderness Supply in Grand Marais. But all the customers were respectful of Stone staff as they tried to enforce new policies to protect workers and customers from COVID-19. They're requiring people to keep their distance, limiting how many customers can be in the shop, and requiring masks for staff on the floor. We have to be out in the forefront showing people that we're concerned with their welfare. Even though they have a plan in place, Stone says staffers expect it to shift once they're able to start doing canoe and boat tours. I want them to see us putting those <laughs> those life jackets in a solution and then rinsing them off and drying them. I want them to know that we're very, very serious about the virus and we're going to do everything we can to keep it from spreading. Stone's business came up with its safety guidelines after consulting recommendations from the state, county, and groups like the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce. Not all businesses jump to open at the first opportunity. Chamber President Doug Loon says he's hearing that more businesses throughout the state are planning to open in the coming days and weeks after they institute similar safety policies. And it's in the interest of all businesses to do this in a smart, uh, safe way so that they can reassure workers and customers that engaging in their business, uh, frequenting their business, uh, is a safe thing to do and will help get our economy uh, both at the local, state, and federal level, on track. Elliot Day St. Croix is manager of Schuster's, a shoe store in Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood. Day St. Croix says they've been posting on social media to make sure customers know their brick-and-mortar shop is open again. The few customers who have contacted us are very hopeful for us and glad we're sticking around and glad we're opening back up. The positivity around it has is, is definitely been encouraging. Rosedale Center Shopping Mall is one of the larger retailers to open Monday. Throughout the morning and afternoon, shoppers, masked and unmasked, passed a hand sanitizing station and security desk to shop for clothes and shoes. Lisa Crane is senior general manager at the mall. 
She says mall staff have been preparing for a partial reopening for the last month and a half and are happy with the first day's turnout. There's a lot of people wanting to get back to normal. However, there are certain protocols that we have to make sure everyone's following. We're social distancing. Face masks are not required, but highly recommended that you do wear those. Danielle Chamberlain of St. Paul was shopping at Rosedale with her three-year-old daughter. She said she wasn't wearing a mask because she's not worried about the virus. Chamberlain says it was a relief to visit a mall after two months of stay at home. Just to get out of the house, uh, me and my daughter just stuck inside all the time, and I needed new shoes. More than 20 stores are already open at the Roseville Mall, with plans for all shops to be open by June 1st, with safety plans in place. Jack Stone of Stone Harbor Wilderness Supply says there's a lot of uncertainty as people return to public spaces. In a note to customers announcing his store's reopening, he wrote that wearing a mask doesn't mean you're afraid, but that you care about other people. It's something that we all have to get used to. It's a whole new normal is what it is. Although most retail stores are now allowed to reopen if they have a plan in place to keep customers and staff safe. Bars, restaurants, and salons won't open until at least June 1st. The state is expected to assemble guidelines for those businesses this week. John Collins, NPR News. Minneapolis. And that's your Polycast for this Tuesday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News.